you're on a uh, you're on round two, seventy-five hard, huh? Round two, yes. Well, how, how many days are you? In? Uh, day eight right now. Day eight. How's yeah. it going? How's how's the second? You know, man. Round versus um, the first one. I'm ge- I'm getting through it right now. I'm not. Um, first part of the week, you know, you're excited about it. Um, I think the novelty of doing it the first time, yeah. it's different. Like I've, I'm better at certain things, but um, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm not as intentional. I think as I was the first time. So like last night, I had to do my outdoor run at 11 p.m. Mm. Night before, I had to do it at 10:30. So you're really doing 75 hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm making it hard. Not on myself. 75 convenient. No, I'm making it hard on myself <laughs> because I could. Like I, I mean, like in in what I did this morning is I just woke up just exhausted and I had a you know 5 a.m. workout that I had to go that I was at, that I went to. So it was just like I was so tired. And so what I did is I just set a calendar invite to myself that like all right every day I'm just gonna do it. I'm going to schedule calls from like two to three and I'm, and I'm going to do my walk or my ruck or my run or whatever, my outdoor workout. Um, I'm, it's now on my calendar because if I wait till after, like, you know, now with kids sports and then uh, dinner no and then putting them to bed, it's like, even at best, if I don't do it by four, five o'clock, I don't do it by five o'clock, then there's no chance I'm doing it again until eight thirty or nine. Mm-hmm. So it's dark and it's just different. Right. Yeah. So taking away from wife time. Yeah. And when it's like, I, I mean, half my day I'm on calls anyways, might as well just do it while yeah. no doubt. Know, out rucking or, or walking or, you know, weighted walk or whatever. Yeah. Or running or whatever, whatever the outdoor workout is that day. You're doing it this time around because of a, a buddy's doing it with you or something. Yeah. Some guys at that CrossFit. So there's uh five of us that and are they never it. done it before. Never done it. Yeah, nice. yeah. So the water thing got them, caught them by surprise. Yeah. I was like, Oh, a bunch of rookies. I knew, <laughs> I knew, yeah, I knew what the water does. Yeah. So, but I mean, I feel good relative other than just like, I'm up too late. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, it's helping, but at the same time, it's kind of now hurting you this, this, this way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause again, it's, it's, it's part of what the program was created for is like recognizing that like you can do all these things and you can fit them in. Mm -hmm. You just have to time block. You have to schedule, you have to be organized, but you have to be intentional about it. And so, um, like the reading hasn't been, the reading's been easier this time. Um, diet has been, I mean, I think diets always like the first few weeks is always just an adjustment. My dad's birthday was yesterday and we went to an Italian restaurant, right. And they have these like, these like garlic rolls that look like cinnamon rolls. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Come on, y'all. Come on. <laughs> like, we're here. And then they had, like, carrot cake. Yeah, the whole Why couldn't he pick, like, uh, what's the restaurant um, that replaced like, all the Zoe's? Kava. Kava, yeah. Why yeah. couldn't he yeah. Kava? <laughs> yeah, a little cauliflower rice and chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I do not want to commit to 75 hard again simply for the second workout. Yeah. Not that it's hard. Yeah. Just fitting it into my schedule. You know, yeah. as we had the conversation however many months back, me, you, and Darren, about I don't have time that yeah. whole. Yep. And at the time my life looked a lot different than it does today. I was going to say, can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine even anywhere, whether you started it same time I did, or even, you know, at the end of it, like in the phase of life that you're oh, going to be in yeah. in the next three days. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. But even but, just, So we're recording yeah. this Monday. Yeah. And you're listening to this Thursday. I had my baby yesterday. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> my third, my third son. So Ben has probably not slept since we recorded this. No, so no, no, I'm in, I'm soaking up my last unit, but even at work, like busiest I've oh ever my been. Gosh, yeah. 
uh, my six-year-old is in two sports right now, so multiple nights of practices and games. What are y'all doing? Baseball? Soccer and, and baseball. Soccer and baseball, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, yeah, we're weirdos. We play soccer in our house. <laughs> uh, Rocco just started baseball. Oh, yeah? What's yeah, he think? We were not a baseball family. Oh, bro, I'm already so annoyed with baseball just because, like, <laughs> the kid is obsessed with it already. Is like, he really? Yeah, because he joined late to a team because we've, like, tried not to play baseball. Uh-huh. And so he It's joined. the worst sport for that age. Dude. Oh, my no God. No activity. It you was get, fun. You guys I'll hit say a moving this, the object. Game, the game Saturday was fun. Like yeah. it really was fun. And and he, for literally never putting a glove on, he's literally never put a baseball glove on. Like he's somewhat natural at it. That's like, good. He's probably the fourth best kid on his team. Like and he's literally never swung a bat and never <laughs> caught a baseball with. Yeah. But he's got it. He throws the ball well. But is it coach pitch or tee ball? Coach, yeah. So three pitches and then uh-huh. you hit off a tee. Um, but the kid is obsessed with it. All he talks about, hey, can we go practice? Can we go really? practice? Can we go practice? Hey, can we go practice? Hey, my game Saturday at 1030. Hey, can we go practice? Hey, my game Saturday at 1030. Hey, is it is it Saturday at 1030 yet? I mean, nonstop, <laughs> yeah. bro. Nonstop. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's fun. Like, it, it's it, – I, I will admit we have not been great parents with the twins because it's kind of just like, hey, you just go along for the ride with your yeah. older siblings. Yep. Yep. Um, and so it's good for them to, like, actually kind of start to have their own little right. identity and do their own deal. So – um, but yeah, that's funny. And then we have freaking flag football. My third grade son is they Friday nights at 9 p.m. is when they what? have third graders playing football. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's too many teams in the league. Is is that that's the problem there? Uh, yeah. Well, the because the games are Friday nights, and so it's not Saturday. That's crazy. and so. I mean, yeah, it's prosper. What yeah. I don't know, y'all got it backwards there. Like yeah. in Salina, we have families. No, and, do that. and there's like culture. Well, the other like night we had culture. to play soccer at seven fifteen on a Thursday night for six year olds. Yeah, for six year olds. So, so you're not getting home till nine o'clock. That was one random night thing, but that's just because yeah. they have so many teams. Yeah, it's true. There's so many kids out yeah, there. Like you go out true. on a Saturday, yeah. and baseball fields are packed, soccer fields are packed, flag football field. I mean, it's there's people everywhere. Anyways, we're if you don't live in Texas, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, how much sports revolve around everything. So y'all, come on, let's yep. go, let's yep. go. Yep. Um, but we're making it sound bad, but it is pretty fun. It's a, it's a blast. It is it, fun. They always say, like, is it more fun to play or, or to watch your kids play? I, I always thought that was stupid. Playing was so much fun. But I, I get the argument now. It is a blast watching watching them play. So great. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah, it's great. Speaking of, I know you're not watching the tournament, but uh, we're down to the final four. I, I, I got an email from our boss. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, final yeah. four already. All right. Yeah. So one of the teams, and this isn't basketball related. I mean, it is. But um, UConn is one yeah. of the final four. And they uh-huh. have three players who are Muslim uh-huh. and are doing observing Ramadan right now. And Ramadan is a full month where you don't eat or drink. Now that I'm sure there's more to it. But you don't eat or drink from sunup to sundown. And so they're playing in an NCAA basketball tournament with no food or water. <laughs> and they're playing high-level basketball. One of them is a star player. Like he plays a lot. Huh. And he's sitting there, and he can't have any like, – even on the bench, in the middle of a game, he can't have water. Or so Gatorade. during the day or – Once the sun goes down, then he's they good. Can, okay, okay. He's good. Okay. So, But if their game is at 2 o'clock in the afternoon – for an evening he game. Just, <laughs> he just goes. Now, he said he's used to it because he's been doing it yes, for yeah. so long. Yeah. 
But still, think about playing a Division One basketball game with no water. I just wonder what or food all day. What that sprint is like <laughs> to get as much fluids yeah. <laughs> at night. It's like if your games at like six p.m. Yeah, I guess at halftime you can have or whenever the yeah. sun goes down officially. So yeah. yeah, it's just really interesting. I've never heard that. Man. So anyway, uh, and then another thing. Another thing that was funny over the weekend. Um, Jocko has a book series. For kids. Have you seen this? No. It's called The Warrior Kid. Okay. And it's like a series of this kid. He's kind of a wimpy, gets bullied kid. He's got an uncle who's a Navy SEAL that comes and spends the summer with him and and basically turns into a badass. And so each book is a different series of him going through bullying and getting into jiu-jitsu and starting working out. And he just transforms through the series into a kid that's like, you know, confident and strong. And so it's a really good series, really good lessons. Uh and so we've been reading through, Cooper and I have been reading through the series. You need, huh. to, you need to check it. It's called I, The Warrior Kid. It, Warrior Kid. Just go to Amazon, and it's I'm got, I think it's like four or five books. I'm literally, um, can you order it as a series? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so the fourth one that we're on right now is, is the, it's, I think it's called the, the Warrior Kid Field Manual, I think is what it's called. Okay. And there's a code in there. The Warrior Kid Code is what it talks about. And it's basically this kid put together, and the kid in the book, the, the character, nine different um, codes that he lives by. Uh-huh. And just, you know, like treating others with respect and, you know, working out and exercising his body. And so the book encourages you with your child to put their own code together. Huh. And to, and to, to list out. So that's what my son and I did yesterday. Uh, and these are all his, like, I, I, I thought it was awesome. The list that he came up, I, I didn't help him at all. These were all from his brain, Dude. Um, but here's his, here's the warrior kid code by Cooper Gibbs. Number one, a warrior kid learns the best way to deal with his emotions. Number two, a warrior kid exercises body and makes healthy food choices. Number three, a warrior kid treats others how he wants to be treated. Again, he came up with all these himself. What? Yeah. Number four, a warrior kid does not bully others and helps those who are being bullied. Number five, a warrior kid helps those in need. Number six, a warrior kid enjoys practicing and getting better. Number seven, a warrior kid does not give up or quit when it's difficult. Uh, There's 12 in total. Number eight, a warrior kid saves his money and gives generously. (laughs) These are the lessons these books are teaching you. What? Yeah. Uh, Nine, a warrior kid always tells the truth. Ten, a warrior kid does the right thing even when the right thing is hard to do. 11, a warrior kid listens to his parents. I like that one. And then 12, a warrior kid helps with chores around the house. like that one as well. Dude. So this is the code. So we're printed it out, going to laminate it, put it up in his room so he sees it every day. Dude, but okay, I'm this literally book series ordering is, this yeah, right now. Yeah, it was, it's been so – and he be, like he's always excited at bedtime because we get to read another chapter of The Warrior Dude, Kid. Yeah. I love this. So if you're a parent and you got kids, you know, it's probably better for, I would say, 6 to 10. Okay. Maybe beyond that, it might be a little elementary, but um, yeah, it's Jocko. We'll go to Amazon and check those out because it's been it's been an awesome. Um, it's all the lessons that we talk about on this on this podcast, frankly. Um, Dude, but it's dumbed down to a cool kid's story. Okay, so how many books are there? Did you say? I think there's four or five. We we I'm, I'm not just. I think I'm, we accidentally missed the number the third one because okay. we got two, and then this fourth one was a field manual. Okay. Um, and then there's like one Mikey and the dragons or slays the dragons or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I see kids that. Book, so, um, but if I, I think there should be one, two and three and then fourth is a field manual. So, anyway, okay. Check it out. Boom. But, 
if you like, if you're a fan of Jocko at all, and his, oh. it's basically all the lessons he teaches, but to kids. Big fan, so, really cool. Big fan. So, anyway, go check that out. Uh, before we get any further and onto the topic today, though, did want to thank our partners, uh, Sleep Number. As we <laughs> teased in the show, I will not be sleeping, but we're going to put the sleep number to the test. We're going to put the old quality versus quantity uh, to test here. So I won't be getting the amount of hours that I want to sleep, but I will hopefully be getting the quality, and that's thanks to sleep number and their 360 smart beds. Uh, they have retail stores literally all over the country. Go check them out. Um, all sorts of you know athletes and, and athletes trust uh, or athletes and uh, actors and celebrities trust the yep. sleep number. Uh, so go check them out, sleepnumber.com or retail store near you. And then our second partner, Choctaw Casinos and Resorts, saw my way in. They're giving away in April and May. It's their green something or other, the Dude. whole play on with the ma- uh, Masters uh, being here in April. So they're giving away $4 million in April and May, which we talk about all the time. Um, no other venue is giving you money to show up and, no. and be entertained. So concerts, uh, swim-up bar, resort-style uh, pool and, and all that good stuff. Go have yourself a great time up at Choctaw Casinos and Resort. Um, today's topic, though, is actually one that you uh, that you suggested. What? Um, which th- we never do that. We never never do suggestions. <laughs> never. Uh, we just tell them to shut up and sit in the corner and, and add value <laughs> uh, randomly. But uh, it's the topic of taking criticism. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, Tyler, how you just that 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 concept in general, how you have uh, done that, mm-hmm. done that well, maybe done that not so well in your life. What uh, what is that concept? What is that thought when you uh, think about yeah. criticism? So so this is like a really big topic, right? This is not – I think I want to be careful on just saying, hey, how well do I handle criticism? Probably not well. Yeah. Probably not well. I think like if, if we're all being honest with, with ourselves, I think everyone would probably – say the same thing if we're being honest mm-hmm. um i i try and i and i i speak a lot about trying to be coachable and to try to do all those things but i just think interactions with my wife anytime that um there's a there's a correction that i immediately go to either defensive mm-hmm. i go to aggressive I go to um, um, like secluded where I'll like pull away, um, and and that's just it's not it's not a it's not a great way to live, right? And and it's a handling criticism, and we went through a little wisdom series, right? Handling criticism well um, is is a is one of the greatest signs of true wisdom. Because if you are, um, if you are receiving criticism out of love, now there's there's multiple t- kinds of criticism. I mean, we can go through that, but there's if you are getting criticism from love from someone that you trust, um, how you handle it says a lot about where you are, like as a person, you know, husband, wife, son, daughter, um, friend, colleague, whatever it is. Um, because it is a sign of wisdom. If you are handling it the way I just described, I, I see myself like that is a sign of foolishness. Mm -hmm. Um, if someone is trying to give correction 
to a flaw, a sin, an oversight, whatever it may be, and you're not even willing to hear it, then that's foolish. Mm-hmm. Think about bosses um, that you all have had over your lives. Bosses that if you come in and there's a and you notice a legitimate problem or you notice um, a gap maybe in a plan or calculation or um, you notice something that's being implemented is actually harming someone or something and you call it out and a boss just says, you know, stay in your lane. Don't worry about it. I got it. Or is um, defensive or penalizes you for bringing something like that up. What is typically, if that is a leader, what is typically the result of the group that that person is in charge of? Probably not real productive, Mm -hmm. right? And think about, I just, with criticism, it's one of those deals that you don't want to hear it, but it's absolutely necessary for growth. Yeah. Because we have a first-person point of view. We only see out of our eyes. We cannot see a third-person perspective view some of the things that we do. I mean, people that have high emotional intelligence maybe are better at seeing themselves and and grading themselves and and holding themselves accountable, but we need other people. That's why we talk about community a lot Mm -hmm. because they see shortcomings from us that we can't see ourselves. So when we talk about, like, handling criticism – I mean, I think maybe first question everybody asks is just self how do you typically handle criticism? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of variables at play. I think the three main variables I think about when I think about criticism is the number one thing I usually look at. And again, this all happened very quickly, but yeah. number one thing I usually look at is who's delivering the criticism. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yep. What's my relationship to this person? Mm-hmm. Are they a close person? Are they somebody I've never met? Is it some random troll online? Yeah. That's the first thing that comes yeah. to mind. Second thing that comes to mind is what is the message? Uh-huh. What's the criticism? Is it valid? Is it invalid? Is it, you know, what what is the actual content of the message? And then the third thing is how are they delivering it? Yep. Is it out of love? Is it out of anger? Is it, you know, was it thought out? Mm-hmm. So I think those three things are all swirling in my head when I receive that criticism. And then maybe variables, variables that play off of that, you know, um, I don't know. It could be some things like um, because you you think it's somebody I respect, yeah. but it's a subject matter. They're giving me criticism on a subject matter they know nothing about. Yes. So you can replace. An you can have right. Yeah. So you can have yeah. somebody you really respect. And normally you take their criticism, but it's yeah. a it's a subject matter they know nothing yeah. about. So yeah. Like for you're example, replacing all these variables, they're yeah. all interchangeable. For example, like like I absolutely want hundred hundred percent respect Tiffany, my wife more than anybody else that I know. And she is capable of more things than anybody else I know. Like she's just incredible. But if she starts correcting me on on driving or directions, <laughs> like there's just not there's just not right. much validity to right. it. Like you're not yeah, hey, I hear you that. and I, I appreciate you. Um and my my go-to response whenever she just like she'll like come in with a correction on something that's just outlandish. It's like babe someday you'll trust me. <laughs> someday you'll trust me yeah. that's a good way to de-escalate <laughs> yeah 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 for me it which might it e- typically now escalates her because yeah. she, oh, yeah. she knows she what knows i mean, mean by it. Yeah. yeah yeah for me my ego pops up very very yeah. quickly yes yeah it's and i think that's why team sports is so valuable or at least it was for me 
yeah. and football in particular is because you're getting criticized constantly. Yep. Your criticism muscle is being worked uh-huh. all the time. And so you're constantly getting, I mean, we literally have film sessions where the entire point of the film session is to get berated so I w- and criticized. Do you think that like college coaches, they'll have their little team meeting coaches only, right? And they'll do their deal and mm-hmm. then they'll come back down. Like, I feel like there's days that it's just like, hey, just go in hard on these guys yeah. today. Yeah. Like we're all on the same page. Everybody just go in. I don't care if they do something good, yep. make them feel terrible. Oh, they, they absolutely have those conversations. <laughs> They also, it's the old cliche, if we're not on you, yeah. if we're not getting on you, yeah. now you should be worried. Yeah. If I'm not trying to correct you, that means I'm giving up on you. Yeah. So criticism, they would spin it as a as a medal a of thing. honor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as a good sure. thing. You want me to criticize you because yeah. it means I think that there's yeah. something in you. Yeah. So that, now, do they always deliver it the best way? No. Um, now, I went to a private Christian school, so I don't think I heard a single cuss word my entire. Oh, seriously? Yeah, they didn't They didn't cuss. Oh, not a my. single. Yeah, coach, coaches did not did not cuss. That was a thing like the head coach implemented. And that's awesome yeah. because that takes discipline because huge discipline. I was not a cusser and like the football field was like the only place I yeah. ever did. No, it was now players did obviously. Yeah. But coaches no. You would never get cursed out. Dang. Yelled at, berated with cussing involved at my at the school I went to. I, I um, see. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So to your point, very I can't even do that with, a lot of discipline. third graders. Because a, a, a well-placed <laughs> cuss word can have a strong, can have a great fit. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> sure. I, I agree. I, I think the culture of it, like, I mean, everybody's seen the Amazon series with Jason Garrett and the Cowboys when he was here, is like super polished, very intelligent guy, but like the dude has a mouth like a sailor, yeah. like, and cusses all Which the is time. Funny, he was able to do TV. I know, <laughs> I know, and it's 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 interesting because they really do. To your point is when coaches just use that all the time, right? And degrading and, you know, we're talking about criticism, but like tangent on cussing and is it's like, it just loses its meaning too. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't well, mean just much. another word at that point. Yeah. You hear it so much. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. If, if it's held back and reserved and a well positioned and uh, grammatically correct placement <laughs> yeah. of a customer. Can... But anyway, I guess my point yeah. in saying all that is, is you get used to it. Like yeah. you're, you're being criticized constantly in that, in that realm. Um, but it still doesn't, you know, cause once you, I mean, I'm thinking my job, our job today, I, it's been a while since I've been criticized or, uh-huh. you know, there's coaching tips and things like that, but not like, not like back in, you know, football playing days. Yeah. And so, but even then, even though it happened all the time, there was still the ego in me that thought I knew better. Yeah. Or they don't know what they're talking about. Or that was always my, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. That was just my instant. Yeah. You know, you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, that was my immediate go-to was, you know, well, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Not that I would act on that or, or outwardly portray that. But that's what's but going on in my head. Yeah, internally, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so are you receiving. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, are you receiving the correction? Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I had to get better over time at. What's the message? Who's delivering it? And what's the, you know, wh- what are they actually, try- how are they delivering it? Yeah. And so if I looked at those three things and those three things all checked out, typically I would take, <laughs> that's funny. You can't see this, but uh, <laughs> Tyler's actually getting a FaceTime request from Jason the man Garrett. we just talked about, Jason Garrett. <laughs> are you going to answer it? Answer it. No. Yeah, see what happens. Answer it. Answer it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Say, hey, coach, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Stay with us. That's oh, you missed random. it. That's funny. What a flex, though. We were just talking Hold about him on. 
That's odd. Anyways. Does he call you often? Off, he's literally never. <laughs> so it must have been a butt, butt FaceTime. Had but that FaceTime's hard to butt dial. Yeah, did I call? I didn't call him because we were talking about it. Siri just <laughs> Siri connect. called That's, him. Siri called goodness. him. Goodness. <laughs> That's, That's odd. funny. Yeah. Anyways. anyways. So Coach Garrett's always listening, apparently. He's, he's going to give you some criticism. Apparently. On what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, I think, I think it, I've gotten better. Now I appreciate criticism. Mm-hmm. Again, depending on how it's delivered, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a position now, again, of learning and, and trying to do my job effectively and do it well. Mm-hmm. I ask for criticism. I ask for coaching. I ask for feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I don't say criticism, but I ask for feedback for sure. Yeah. And so if you can just tone down the ego just a little bit and mm-hmm. hear the message and hear what they're trying to say, even if, even if none of those variables are correct and it, and it is a shitty way of delivering it and it's a horrible message, mm-hmm. I still try in my wisdom yeah. to, to take what I can from it to make me better because ultimately yeah. it's coming from somewhere. Well, but that's it, right? That, like you said, that, that's the, the wise part of it is, is, okay, hey, what can I take to grow? Yeah. What can I take to use it? And then one, whether it be grow like internally or grow that specific relationship because they see that, okay, there's a conscious effort being made. They took correction. They handled it well. Um, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of growth and that's, that's the wisdom that we're talking about. But I think, you know, maybe, maybe let's, let's focus on, let's assume that, the criticism given is from someone you you know, you care about, you trust, um, and the criticism is legitimate, right? Mm-hmm. It's a legitimate point of criticism. We filtered out all the other um, nonsense, like you know, there's and there's even in even in marriages, right? There's just like constant criticism all the oh, time. That's yeah. like unnecessary, unhelpful, right? Like let's get rid of that. Like let's that's not this because I, I think when I heard this message for the very first time um, from uh, Jamin Roller, who's our pastor um, is I was thinking like, well, what about like when they're just nagging or when they're doing this and they're criticizing this, right? Okay. Get all that stuff out of it, but it's legitimate. How do you handle it? When you, when you either know deep down in your heart that they are right and correction is needed or, um, or like, there is some truth to it. Because here's the thing. It's like jokes, right? If there's criticism, there's going to be some truth to it. And you alluded to it. There's going to be some truth to that criticism somewhere. You may just have to f- dig in and find it. Right. So I, I think it's, you know, do you um, do you ignore it? And these are questions that I, I want everybody to kind of ask themselves. Do you ignore it? Do you get defensive? Or do you actually take action? on it yeah. like kind of what category or attempt to make to to take mm-hmm. action into it um uh, because i think the the unwise per people will just ignore it yeah. like oh yeah yeah okay okay and even like the lip service of like yeah yeah i got you yeah yeah totally i'll fix it and then do nothing different um or there's the defensive where now you start attacking the other person right yeah you counter their criticism with more criticism back on them and what does that do? That does nothing. Right. It does nothing for yourself. That does nothing for them. If someone is coming to you from a loving place f- with um, with the intention of, of helping and correcting something, one, that either you're hurting other people or you're potentially going to be hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, or are you going to be someone that, okay, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to hear it. 
I'm going to process it. And like you, like you described, like, okay, I'm going to filter it through these three layers and then, okay, now what's the plan of action? Yeah. I think at this point in life, given all those other variables are, you know, not at play and it, it is that straight up mm-hmm. good hearted from somebody I love. Yeah. I've got no problem in taking that criticism and, and applying it and changing. Yeah. Got no problem at all. Yeah. Um, now I've been through phases where I go through all three it, and, and every scenario is a little bit depends on what the criticism is too. Yeah. I don't think I'll ignore it. I think I'm past that phase. Yeah. But the getting defensive, I might get defensive. It's something I really care about. And it's something I feel like, um, you know, I, I did put my best effort forward and it just didn't work out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, again, I think at this phase, if all those variables are checking out, I have no problem with mm-hmm. changing my actions or whatever they're criticizing me for and, and, and making the adjustment. I, yeah. I don't, I think you're, you're a moron if you don't yeah. do that. Well, and, and you know, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to Proverbs talks a lot about correction and there's one that I, I wanted to pull up. Um, and it's, and we talk about correction today, but intertwine discipline in with that as well. Um, and it's, and it says, uh, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So you know how again, many times my parents quoted that Bible verse? Oh, seriously? Growing up. Discipline. As they're That's spanking, like one of the, as they're spanking yeah, you. Yeah. They, they quoted that <laughs> relentlessly. That's Proverbs twelve eleven. I'm by still the way. feeling the ass beatings when I hear yeah. that. When I hear that and, verse. And, and there's another one. Uh, whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. So if you are so close-minded that you can't handle correction, guidance, advice, um, that is that is a sign that you just really don't love yourself and you don't want to be better. And you yeah. don't want to enjoy this life that we have the opportunity to just to be here. This this one shot here mm-hmm. on this earth, and we don't want to take advantage of it. But the person that actually hears it is going to benefit from it, is going to grow, and all the things that we've been talking about. Um, I just, it's one of those things, I just, back to the beginning in, in your initial question, is like, how do I handle correction? Um, I, I, It's hard, because I do want to grow, and I do want to do those things. I just think, like you said, ego always gets in the way. When, when you feel attacked, you get defensive. The times that, my marriage, my professional life, my family, um, you know, my social life have been the best is when I've been most open to correction and fixing and working on um, things that maybe are in my life that are taking me on a path a different way from that where I want to go. Is there a time to, to stand up for yourself? Could could you take that too far of you're constantly taking feedback and constantly hearing what other people say and you're constantly taking the coaching and and you're you know you're always open to what other people are saying or is that is that even in it's that question, question is that ego saying don't take that you know don't stand up for yourself yeah I, and and I was the person too that I believed everything and all I heard was corrections right. Right. I didn't hear any of the positive mm-hmm. stuff I didn't hear any of the hey dude great job great no 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 no. Like, no way. Like, I, I still to this day don't take compliments well. Yeah. Um, so all I wanted was the correction because of our background, and that's mm-hmm. all it was. Like, yeah. I was loved through correction. And so um, I'll, that's all I hear. And so in my head, 
I've already probably, honestly, before someone even comes to me to correct me, I've already probably told myself that 10 times. Yeah. So is there a point where you say, okay, hold on. Like, I can't just do everything for everyone and be what everybody wants me to be. Yeah, I think there is. But that's why you take a take a moment, you pause, and you filter it through. And the three that you mentioned, as well as, okay, now does this correction take me in the direction I want to go or does it not? Mm-hmm. And if I do correct it, will it take me closer to that goal or that right. relationship or whatever? Then, yeah, implement it. But you, one, have to have your, your own um, – you have to have your own understanding of who you are and where you want to go first and foremost, yeah. because that's a filter that everything's got to go through. And if you are just blown in the wind and just kind of taking what life throws at you day by day, like it's hard to be able to filter that through something. Yeah. Another thing I think about is I, I'm, I'm also not good at giving criticism so, and I'll never leave a bad review. I'll never, it, it's hard for me to criticize people and give them feedback. Yeah. And so what now, but sticking with the receiving criticism, that's also another thing I think about, which is if that, if that was hard for that person, it was probably awkward for that person yeah. to deliver that feedback. So that means even more to me. Yeah. That was a gift. Yeah. They are ignoring their – now, again, some people are fine with it. They're great with giving criticism. They're, they don't care. Yeah. But some people, like me, it's hard for them, and I know it's hard for them. Yeah. And so I see it as a gift. Wow, you are ignoring your discomfort. Yep. To help me make this correction. Yep. And so that I, I appreciate that. Now, there are some people wired that love it. Love giving criticism. Oh, absolutely. And again, it's, it's a, it all filters through that. Who's, who's, yes, who's exactly. the person giving this to me? Some yeah. people love it, and they don't have yeah. a problem with it at all. But I'm somebody that I do have a hard time giving criticism. Yeah. and correct Because I don't feel like it's my place. I don't feel like yeah. I, don't, I have no authority here yeah. to be given criticism. And so whenever somebody does to me, I, again, yeah. I see it as a gift. That, yeah. Thank you for that feedback. Now I have the opportunity to change yes. and get better. Yes. When I know that was probably awkward for you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I think there's a discipline. Like if uh, you and I are wired the same in that way, I hate that. Like I'm going to compliment you till cows come home, but it's, it is hard for me to give it. But the few times that it's like, okay, I'll step out and actually do that. I think also, as now, we talk, now, uh, I want to caveat, give me on a soccer field with a bunch of six year olds. I got no problem giving some <laughs> feedback. <laughs> I'm the criticism king out there. Oh man, a hundred percent. So true. Oh man. Um, and I give, I give criticism just by looks now. I don't even even have to say anything. Just that disappointed dad look, (laughs) but, um, also to, you know, as, as, as we're talking through correction and, and you're giving correction, um, is also just understand who you are in relationship to that person. And understand, and, and don't just like uh, frivolously give it out. Like you've got to be very deliberate and intentional about when, where, and how you give um, constructive criticism. Um, because again, if if it's not delivered well, it's not delivered how that person can hear it. Because you may you may have the same criticism, but for three different people, it needs to be said and delivered three different ways. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the tricky part about it, man. In order for it to be received, yeah. right? Like, you have all the information in the world, and you could have every point yes. and be totally justified. Yes. But if you deliver it the wrong way, that message is not going to be heard. I'm telling you, it's the amount, like, not everybody is just blessed with emotional intelligence, but you can grow emotional intelligence. Just pause and be aware. Maybe think about, okay, 
who is this person? What have my interactions been like? Deliver it in a way yeah. that they can. It's funny. We had a meeting uh, Friday with a head of HR of a, a large technology company here in Dallas. And um, literally one of the things that she was saying is she's like, hey, do you guys have like analytics on like people with high emotional intelligence? Because literally if I could hire everybody just based off of emotional intelligence, I would. Yeah. So again, there is an importance in that. And so you may not necessarily be gifted with it and understand scenarios. So slow down, figure out who that person is that you're giving criticism or correction to, and really try to do your best to to deliver that in a way that can be received and implemented. Yeah. Because otherwise you're doing them a, dis, a, a disservice by just throwing it out there, and then now they're going to be more numb to that topic if, it, if it's something that really does need correction. Yeah. No, another element of criticism, I'm curious how you're going to approach it with your kids that's been introduced in the last 15 years through social media is criticism from strangers online. Uh, you know, as adults, and, and especially you, you played professional football, you were getting criticism all the time from people you didn't know, fans, things like that. Uh -huh. So you got really good at, I'm sure, ignoring uh -huh. the noise. But your 15-year-old daughter in a few years, she's never going to have gone through that before. Uh -huh. How are you, have you thought about yet how you're going to approach conversations with her when she gets you know she posts a selfie or whatever and some random troll makes a mean comment and to her that's the end of the world to you yeah. it's like that's dumb you don't know the person but to her that's gonna be the end of the world yeah have you thought about that at all how you're gonna address that um because it hurts right i mean you're 15 yeah. and you post a picture yourself and you're putting yourself out there and somebody says well aren't you ugly or whatever they say yeah that's gonna well hurt. i think i think she kids already get it she's 11 uh, my oldest is 11. My six-year-old ain't hearing it. She she already knows I'm beautiful. Yeah. And it's and so my 11-year-old my will be a little bit more, will definitely be more sensitive yeah. about it. Um, and one, you're assuming that she's going to be on social media at 15. So well, that's... that's well, there you go. Maybe that's the answer right there. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, the answer is not shield them from the real world. Mm -hmm. Like... Because the second she's old enough to do it, she, I'm assuming she'll be on it, probably. Right. Um, I mean, we're going to um, – we'll have conversations about the risks and the rewards. Is it worth it? But uh, with her, with that, is that's just got to be constant reinforcement. So it, it all comes back to, okay, as a father, as a mother, how are we pouring into them their entire yeah. youth, right? No doubt. Are they susceptible to that? Are they are they getting crushed by it because opinions of others matter that much because I'm not confident enough in myself? Mm -hmm. So I think the focus is less on teaching how to handle that, but teaching to believe in yourself and know who you are first and foremost so that you already have the shield to block out yeah. that noise. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's an easy answer, right? Because that's a long process. No, I'm with you. Though. I think you're exactly right. The foundation has to be set way before 15 yeah. on yeah. who she is, what yeah. her value is, who she who yeah. she belongs to, right? Those things. Uh, there was a kid in our town not long ago that ended up taking his own life because of cyberbullying. And so it's like, <sighs> that just breaks your heart as a parent. Because yeah. you yeah. think, what could I have done? What should I have done? What conversation should I have been having? Mm -hmm. You know, for something seemingly so outside of your control, but I think, right. I think you're right. Like she's 11 now, not on social media, so it's the conversations you have with her today. Yeah. That are gonna take a now. Will it still sting at fifteen? Probably. Yeah. She'll still have that initial 
gut reaction of this sucks. Of course. Of course. Yeah. She's a human being. She's not a robot. Yeah. But it's how many times has she heard the positive yeah. as opposed to that one negative. That's I think right. will be huge in that. Yeah. I mean, you again, you, you dealt with criticism on a level most of us don't have to, which is you're a professional football player getting every single thing judged mm -hmm. for seven years of your life, ten years of your life. How did you deal with it back then when you were playing playing ball? Because athletes are arguably yeah. the most criticized. <laughs> yeah. What? There's no doctor being, mm -mm. you know, criticized by journalists on every little move he makes yeah. in, the, in the in the waiting or in the in the operation. OR, yeah. OR. So how did you deal with that then? Yeah. Um, it yeah. It depends. I, I I didn't care much about media or like fans. That didn't bother me as much, but I did care about my coaches and teammates. Mm -hmm. Like those two like consumed me yeah. for a long time until, um, and I'll get to it until my last year. And I'll explain what that is, why that changed my last season, uh, as opposed to my previous career. So I didn't, I didn't spend much time on social media. I just, you know, I've never been that. Right. So I didn't hear a bunch of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people would like send me stuff and be like, Oh, aren't you so mad? Like what? Yeah. First of all, like, let me, if you have ever been the person that like sends somebody an article or sends them something that is bad about them and say, Ooh, aren't you so mad? Or man, that's like, what are you trying to accomplish? All yeah. you are doing is making that person feel worse. Right. Don't like, however you spin it, however you like, don't mm -hmm. like a quick, Hey bro, love you. Or Hey, here for you. If you ever need anything, just leave it at that. But like I don't know, so I never really read anything unless somebody like sent me something. I never listened to sports radio. I never, I just never did because I didn't really care. So it sounded like that first filter you got that pretty quickly. Yeah, which is, where's this coming from? Yeah, who is it? You were able to filter out yeah. very quickly what was worth your time and what you. Yeah, wasn't. there, there's this writer and he's a local radio guy now. Um, he used to work for the Cowboys and apparently he just had didn't like me at all. And so, and, and it, and it, you're pretty unlikable. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, but it bothered my mom so much. Oh, did it? And so, so she, she was the, always she read the article. Oh, Google alerts. So <laughs> well, every time, you, yeah, I bet you family members knew all about. Oh my gosh! And my father-in-law was the worst. Like <laughs> he still, but like my mom now still will be like, "Hey, did you see?" I was like, "What?" She's like, "Oh yeah, the article that was written." I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, you were in it. They were talking about you. I was like. Mom, it's been seven years. Like, oh, they talked about when you got traded with uh, Shriek McManus. I was like, that was 2012. <laughs> like, let's go hey, on. Mama's got to and, and, and I, gosh, I love her because literally, like, I, man, she is like number one fan. I love it. But anyways, so there was this writer um, that who he was a scout for a while, um, and then he was his writer, and he was pegged this like. Nostradamus of of like football and he was like yeah. the insider and he was so smart and this and all that and I'm like when you get inside of a building and anybody that is not in those team meetings in those um offensive game plan meetings defensive game plan meetings special teams meetings whoever is not inside of those meetings and makes an opinion based on play and that they did this wrong and they did that wrong and they did this like they're full of crap. 
because they don't know. You don't know what the coaches are telling them. You don't know what the footwork is. You don't know what the hand placement is. You don't know what the read is. You don't know what the adjustments are. You don't know what the check was at the play. You don't know 75% of what they were supposed to do. You're just making an assumption, mm -hmm. right? And so he used to come out with all this stuff, and I'm like, well, but he, he was a Super Bowl winning scout, and you probably know who I'm talking about now. But like, and it's like, well, that's fine. And he he may know ball, and he may know personnel, and he may know you know all these things. But like, he has no idea what I'm running at the left wing on kickoff return. No idea. He has no idea what I'm running on fullback versus you know a four three over defense on uh, a wide zone bend back, and and then we check it to something else. Like he has no idea. Mm -hmm. So like whatever he says. Like you said, through that first filter, it's just not valid. What about the what about the off chance that the person that you don't have a relationship with yeah. or that you do dislike, yeah. what happens when they do have a good yeah. spot on criticism? Yeah. And, what, and, what do you do with that? And like sports analysts, they sometimes, they they get sometimes lucky. do. They do. They literally sometimes they do. And especially with all the analytics and all that that they've got going now. Yeah. Like it helps. But um I think it's it's how the order you put that filter in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I think it's, okay, is there something there? Like, self-evaluate. Mm -hmm. And then it's, all right, how is it being delivered? And then who is it? Right. Right? And I think you've got to kind of put it in that order because if, if you just put the who is it first and it's like, oh, I don't care about you, like, yeah, ultimately, it's what is my what am I trying to accomplish? Yes, if I'm trying to accomplish something, I don't care where the criticism right. comes from. If I think it's going to help me get to that place, yes, I'm going to take that all day long. That's right, and I'm going to implement that all day long. Yeah, it's the variables that get weird yeah. beyond that. Yeah, you know that that may get a little tricky. But yeah, I don't care who who criticizes me. If yeah. it's something I'm after and I think it's going to help me, yeah, I'm all in. Man, and I me. just think of of like through my journey of like handling that criticism and, and correction wisely mm -hmm. is how much more in addition to just fixing that that you learn, right? If you're intentional about correcting something typically you're going to invest into some sort of discipline into doing that like think of the ancillary benefits that come from that as well it's not just like oh hey um i just want to let you know you're getting a little bit overweight you need to uh you need to probably go to the gym mm -hmm. it's like okay you know what let me let me take a look at it i'm pretty unhealthy you know what you're you're probably right i should probably stop stop maybe drinking as much as i do uh, I should probably clean up my diet and I should probably be active. Like think of all of the benefits that come from that. Yeah. All of just, just that one point right. of correction. It's a, it's a small price to pay. Right. 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 Very uncomfortable comment stings. Yeah. But think about all the good that's going to come yeah. out of Or that. like, okay, think of like a group of guys and, 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 you know, this is probably an uncomfortable topic, but like, Hey bro, like I, I see you out. I see. I know you're married. You got a family at home. Like I see you out. I, I just. I want you to know, man. Like, I see you doing some things that I don't agree with. Um, you know, maybe with with other women. Um, I. I just. I think that you need to. You know. You need to go work on that, or you need to. You know, fix this path. Right. I just. It's a hard conversation, but unfortunately, it happens way more than. Like I'd ever like to even admit that it does. Right. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm saying like out there, right? right? Like, and it's one of those things, but if, if someone catches you and is like, Hey, I'm going to offer some, some counsel 
and some some guidance, advice, correction. Think about if you're if you're out and you're doing that, right? And you're out, you know, relationships outside of your marriage and think probably not great with your kids, probably not. Probably there's other things that are going on in your life. And so if you're look you're probably not happy with yourself. You probably maybe have some sort of addiction. You probably, there's a lot of things that can go on in that. But like that one piece of correction could literally change the life of someone else. It could change the life of someone that's going through that. And so, and it may feel hopeless. It may feel like, man, like this is, no, like my wife does this or they do that or, you know, like they deserve it or they're, they're not, they're not giving me what I need. And so I got to go somewhere else. Like, like that's a lonely place living there, but like when you when you are starting to correct that, and then it's like okay, now let's one look inside my marriage, but most importantly, like, let's look inside of me. Think of the healing that can all come from that, and as opposed to rejecting that, ignoring that, cutting that person out of their life, and and there's this literally the, the exact situation happened with some great friends of ours. I'm not going to get too into it, but like literally our best friends in life, um, the wife was out having an affair and was my wife's best friend and my wife said listen I I I love you I'm always going to be there for you I want to start with that but like I can't stand by and just say that this is okay because it's not okay and cut my wife and me out of their life and I mean I just saw just a really real a, a deep sadness associated with that and that's just unwise to choose that to choose yeah. sadness right as opposed to taking it like, listen, okay, this is my closest person and they're offering correction and they're offering accountability and I'm going to shut them out. Yeah. Like that's, that is the wrong way to do it. I, I'm telling you the other side of that is you may think, oh, no, 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 they're getting in the way. I'm having fun right now. The other side of that is destruction. If you are going to ignore that, the other side of that is destruction and that's where it led. And yeah. so it, it, it's kind of a depressing downer conversation, but like, you know, we're talking about like, oh, clean up the dishes. There's correction, you know, hey, actually like put the toilet seat down, you know, after you pee, like funny correction all the way to the other side. That's like impacting generations and families. No doubt. You know what I mean? Yep. So anywhere in between, but ignoring it all together, like you said, is folly. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's stupid. It's idiotic. To completely ignore um, or combat criticism or yep. you know constructive criticism or correction. Yeah, I agree, and I think at this point in my life, I am all for feedback, yeah, criticism, and I think it's more of a function of not necessarily age because we had this conversation when I'm 20. It's probably a different perspective that I have. Yeah, and I don't think it's a function of age as much as a function of I've seen so many good examples of how criticism feedback has impacted me positively. Yeah. And so I have so many good examples of the, the the bright side of feedback. Very few examples of the negative side yeah. that I'm okay with it at this point. Yeah. And again, I think it's more about quantity and quality of those as yeah. opposed to any sort of age. I don't yeah. think you just you don't just grow out of it just because you're a certain age. You grow yeah. out of it because you've been you've had so much experience with it. You know what's crazy is like think about people that handle that best. Um typically are the older wiser right like the older you get the more yeah. you are open to correction yeah. um and 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 if you think about like typically you're like all right the older you are the wiser you are like i don't think that age is a 
um, age is a lock to no, mean that you're wise. Um, but what you do see is you do see the ones that are resistant to criticism and the ones that are open and uh, responsive mm-hmm. to criticism. And those two paths, that's that's that wisdom path that right. you get to choose to follow. Because yeah. the wisest people that I've ever been around, man, are constantly, they'll even ask for it. Yeah, no doubt. How can, you know, how can I be better? Yeah. How can I serve you? How can I, you know, mm-hmm. asking those things. And that is 100% a sign of wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a good conversation to have because it's again, it's your ego comes into play massively. Yeah. In this. And it's not fun sometimes to get that. But again, I think if you can look at the bright side of it, is this helping me accomplish what I want to accomplish? There's only good that comes out of it, right. in my opinion. Even if it's coming from a shitty source or yeah. that wasn't delivered in the best way yeah. possible. At the end, of the, if I can filter through all that and get my ego out of the way, uh-huh. usually it, it's there to benefit me. Yeah. And I'm appreciative of it. Yeah. I think just remember like criticism is like sarcasm. Or, you know, humor, like, uh, like it's a, it, there's probably a, a little bit of truth yeah. to most of it. Absolutely. Not, not all of it, mm-hmm. but most of it. Yeah. There's, it's, it's on a spectrum. Yeah. Right? So be selfish yeah. and figure out what can I take from it? Or, like or just what, do what I do, put them on a shit list and then yeah. at the very most vulnerable, yeah. get them back. Yeah. Cut their knees out from under them <laughs> in front of everybody. Find where they're weakest and attack that. Attack it. <laughs> That's don't, how you handle hey, criticism. Yes. Don't respond. The end. That's what we're saying. Don't Thank respond you. right now. Go home, strategize on how you're going to take that person That's down. That's right. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. Um, if it was, please share the podcast. That's how you can help us grow this thing. Uh, text it to a buddy. Text it to a group. Uh, all the good stuff. Follow us all on all the social medias. Um, all the socials again we're looking for somebody that can help us out with that so if you or somebody you know is good with socials uh let us know hit us up uh anything else any closing thoughts final words no man love no uh yeah i think that was good hey dude we're praying for you we're excited for you next time next time you hear us after this episode i'll be very sleep deprived (laughs) yeah yes very very much sweatpants throw up all over them that's right yeah i love it love Love it it. back to start the clock over baby (laughs) (laughs) but man we're praying for y'all man give our best to wit thank you thanks everybody have a good weekend